When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Do you like what you're hearing right now? Then be sure to check out VOC Nation. Whether it's on VOCNation.com or your favorite podcast provider, VOC Nation offers the greatest in live and on-demand content, great interviews, and incredible insight from those who have lived the business. Seven days a week, VOCNation.com. And don't forget to check us out on Twitter at VOCNation. Thank you for joining another edition of Bumps and Thumps, the talk of wrestling. I'm Brian Ferguson. My guest today is one of the hottest indie guys that's come around in a while, in my opinion. He wrestles, uh, I've seen him at Mid-States Wrestling. He does New Breed Wrestling and other indies around in Missouri and Arkansas. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure to introduce handsome Scott Hansen. Scott, how are you? I'm doing well. The handsome one is hyped to be on Bumps and Thumps. So thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you for coming on. Uh, I know you're a busy guy. You got other things going on. I appreciate you taking the time. So hey, it's important. It's important. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So let's talk a little bit. Um, kind of go back a little bit if we can. Uh, you're from? Are you from Missouri? Uh, yes. I'm actually. I'm from uh, St. Joseph, up north of Kansas City. Okay, up north. Okay. So if we could, Scott, or handsome, however you want to be called, <laughs> whichever whichever you would like, whichever you. All right. Um, let's talk a little bit about growing up in St. Joe, your childhood. Tell us a little bit about your background, if you would, please. For sure. Uh, so growing up, I uh, had two brothers, or ha- have two brothers. They're both still alive. Uh, I'm the middle child. Uh, growing up, I was just super always, I mean, having an older brother really influenced me a lot. So I was just always into sports from the word go. Uh, and, you know, any any ball I could get my hands on, loved, uh, loved NASCAR, anything with a motor, anything with wheels, any types of, you know, ball sport, anything really active that I could do. Uh, I was just always into that. So uh, growing up, played a lot of sports, uh, had a really active lifestyle. Wasn't really a wrestling fan as a kid, uh, actually. Uh, I can remember like 06, 07. I remember just flipping through the channels. I was probably eight, nine years old. And I still remember it vividly because I was like, like, what is this? And it was uh, it was SmackDown and it was uh, Undertaker and Mr. Kennedy. Uh, in their feud, and I believe it was around the time of their uh, casket match, or it, may, it wasn't a casket match. It was a it was a hearse match or something, and uh, it was just the whole set was so elaborate. And I remember seeing that, and I'm like, this you know this is something, but I can't 
quite figure out what this is. I didn't know if it was like reality TV or, you know, I knew there was some sporting element, uh, but, you know, I really didn't think much of it. It didn't, it didn't draw me in to become a fan quite yet. Uh, so, you know, I was just really active in sports. Uh, and then, uh, you know, when I, I think it was fifth grade, uh, one of my now uh, close lifelong friends uh, transferred schools to my elementary school. And eventually he got me on the topic of pro wrestling. And I was like, hey, you know, I'm open to it. And, uh, I believe this was around the fall of 09. So John Cena was really hot. Raw was on Monday night, USA. And I remember one time just sat down and watched it. And I was, I was in, I was in, uh, it, I don't know what it was. Wow. But just the, uh, I think the athletics of it, just seeing yeah. the, that mixed with sort of the, the more theatrical elements. I've always been, a, I've been huge into movies, love television, okay. stuff like that. But I guess just the fusion of the two really hooked me. Uh, so I, I, I was always a, I was kind of a closet fan. Uh, being, you <laughs> I'm know, with you. <laughs> being, uh, being super into sports uh, in real sports. Uh, my dad is actually a, a high school collegiate wrestler. Uh, way back in the day uh, when Northwest Missouri State had a wrestling program, uh, he wrestled there. So it was always a tough sell getting him to mm. watch wrestling with me. Uh, but he was supportive enough. Uh, when I was in, I think I was in sixth grade. He took me to my first wrestling show. I saw SmackDown in uh, Des Moines, Iowa. Okay. A couple hour car ride. I remember we got seats like right behind. It was uh, Michael Cole and Booker T at the time, and I had the time of my life. And I just looking back now, I I imagine my dad was like, "Man, I'll get him to this, and then you know, eventually one day he'll be done." And I, I know this is a passing fad. And uh, I brought that up to him a while back, actually. And he was like, he was like, no, I didn't think you'd still be doing this. I thought, you know, by age 12 or 13, you'd be calling it stupid. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, it was, I was really into it. And then um, once I got more into high school, uh, I played football, basketball track, uh, high school. And I just, I would keep up with pro wrestling, uh, you know, online. Mm -hmm. I would check, I remember I would just check like WWE.com every once in a while to okay. see who the champions were. Uh, I was a big TNA guy as a kid as well. I was a huge Jeff Hardy yeah. fan, kind of yeah. the guy that got me super into wrestling. So once he moved to TNA, I was like all TNA. Yeah. Uh, but I just kind of, I you know, I stopped watching. I was just, you know, casually keeping up with it. Uh, and so I eventually, uh, I was good enough at football. I got uh, lucky to uh, play uh, at Central Methodist University. Mm -hmm. Fayette, Missouri, NAI school, uh, got lucky enough to get a scholarship offer there. So, uh, from, you know, from 15 to 22, it was really just, it was all football as my life. Yeah. Uh, but I always kind of in my back pocket, I was like, man, like I'd really like to try wrestling. Would really like to try wrestling. And then, uh, once I graduated college, you know, like, well, now's the time. Wow. That's, you know, I was, I was going Looking at your Facebook page, um, you know, some of your photos and stuff. And mm -hmm. you were, you know, a very good athlete. I mean, even you were very, I could tell, in shape physically. Thank you. You still you. are. You, I mean, for high school, though, I mean, you were, hey. in, uh, you had all the, you know, the muscles kind of. Yeah. The... Uh, Burt Cameron says I'm built like an action figure. Yeah. Well, he, he's right. Oh, and I remember, I want to just, I'm going to skip forward a little bit, then I'm going to go back. But I remember seeing you 
first time at Mid-States, it was probably, maybe it was a year or two, I can't remember exactly when, but I remember you coming out and uh, you were you were a heel and, but I just looked and, you know, you just had that charisma, if you will. Okay. Uh, and you had that charisma and you had the, you know, you would say the right things to the right people when you were walking in up to the ring, you know how people are booing you or saying some sarcastic sure. remarks. Derogatory. And you, yeah, derogatory. And you always had, when I, I was paying attention, you always had the appropriate return remark or whatever. And, uh, and your in-ring ability, I can't remember who you wrestled now uh, at the time, but, uh, I just thought, man, this guy, you've got something. And I'm not just saying that because you're on here. I, I've said that to some other people. Your, your, your promoter, Jason Jones, I mean, uh, but let's not, I'm going to circle back a little bit. I want to say, who, who, go ahead. No, I, I was agreeing with okay. you. What do you, what do you got? I was going to say, uh, Circling back now to when you were getting in, where were you trained and, and and how was that training for you? Was it what you expected or not even close or maybe or talk about that a little bit if you would, Scott. So uh, it's, it's actually it's a kind of a wild story. So uh, while I was uh, in school uh, on the weekends and during summers when I was home uh, in St. Joe from Central Methodist, I worked at uh, Planet Fitness in St. Joe. And uh, the assistant uh, general manager there uh, at the time, I, I knew from growing up from around St. Joe, and I knew he was a pretty big wrestling fan. So, you know, we'd kick it at, uh, at work sometimes. And mm -hmm. I remember him telling me because, we, you know, we both shared the love of wrestling. And he goes, hey, you know, there's a, uh, there's a pro wrestler that comes in here. And I'm like, no, man, like St. Joe, like there's no like that doesn't really happen. Uh, but he's like, no, man, for real. Like, and I, I think this guy does training. Uh, so. Once I, uh, once I graduated and I was done with football, I was like, okay, like, I'm, you know, I'm going to see what this is really about. Uh, so got in contact with, uh, Niles Planquet, the great Niles, <laughs> uh, Mr. Craig. And, yep. uh, you know, there was a few months before I actually started training him or before he actually started training me, uh, that I was just in contact with him, trying to figure out, get more information, see what it was about, see where he was at. Uh, luckily, like, 20 minutes north of my house and okay. uh so i started training uh i believe it was the end of may of 2022 oh gosh so i was i was still in college trying to finish my degree uh i was done playing football but i still had a semester left and man like just the the thoughts that were going through my head i was like man i really don't know what to expect and as a kid i always i tried to be like a smart fan as a kid I was yeah. really, I was really, I was into the internet and reading all that stuff. And so I would always want to get like the backstories and the behind the scenes stuff and learn as much about that. So knowing what I knew, you know, about how guys back in the, you know, seventies, eighties, nineties used to get broken. I was mm -hmm. like, okay, this might be pretty tough. Uh, you know, going through collegiate strength and conditioning programs, uh, and just that sort of conditioning. Uh, I knew from, uh, an athletic standpoint that I could make it. Uh, but it was the mental part. I'm like, okay, like, you know, how much, you know, how much BS is there going to be, you know, is there going to be crazy politics just in training? Uh, but I, you know, after my first day I was hooked, uh, Craig is seriously 
like the most wonderful coach. And it, it's funny because I, I call him coach. I call him coach sometimes just because rather, you know, like trainer rather just from my sporting background, I'm like, man, like mm-hmm. you were legitimately a coach, like the way that he is not only physically with us, but just like mentally getting to uh, relate to every trainee in a different mm-hmm. way. Like he can really, he can find what motivates everybody. And he, he talks to everyone a different way. He can cater to how they are and he caters to their skill mm-hmm. And, uh, it, you know, I was hooked. He treated me, you know, with respect the first time. Uh, and I, I was like, okay, I got, I got, I have to do this. I have to keep doing this. Yeah. And, uh, so it was, it was a blast. Uh, I first got there and, uh, the class he had in there, uh, was, it was Rex, Rex Amadeus. Rex was in there. <laughs> uh, who else was it? Uh, Dred Roberts. Dred Roberts was there. Uh, Bert actually started. It's crazy because Bert actually started like a month after I did. And mm-hmm. he had his first match like two months after he'd been training or something wild like that. Where, yeah. uh, you know, I, I felt like naturally, okay, like I have I have a pretty good grasp on this. But it took me a while to get the confidence to be like, okay, I'm ready to do this, you know, publicly. I'm ready to bear my soul. And I feel confident enough in the moves that I'm doing that I could play mm-hmm. a character while doing this. Mm-hmm. So uh, went through all the summer training and, you know, uh, Bert started to wrestle and I'm like, man, like this guy's picking it up quick. And in my head, I was like, okay, like he's picking <laughs> it up quick. Like I, I, I started to get the confidence where I'm like, okay, maybe I could do this. And, you know, Craig was kind of starting to agree. He's like, Hey man, you know, like there comes a point where you're only going to be so ready. And he told me like, you know, Hey, I can only teach you so much. A lot of it, you're just going to have yeah. to learn out there. Yeah. Which he was totally right. I mean, spot on, hit the nail on the head. And uh, it was end of August. Uh, He wrangled up a lot of us, uh, and we went out to Rocky Mountain Pro in uh, in the Denver area. And, you know, I've only been training for like three months, just green as grass. And uh, (laughs) at the end of the uh, second day of TV tapings, uh, it was me – Ernie Elwood, and then uh, the guy who was actually my uh, general manager at Planet Fitness, uh, he's trained with uh, Craig on and off for a little while. Uh, so we were all up there, and we got the chance, us three, to be in a gauntlet match. Uh, and uh, it was about two minutes of action uh, between two different gauntlet matches. And, boy, it was a blur. It was a blur. And, like, <laughs> I, you know, I almost don't even want to count it as my first match because it was a gauntlet-type situation, and I really yeah. just – like I remember walking out, I remember running out there uh, because it was a quick pace sort of thing. And mm. I remember not even having like thoughts process in my head. I was just like, okay, go out there, do this. And whatever you do, don't mess up. Yeah. So uh, that was my first real uh, experience in wrestling. Uh, but I, you know, I don't, I don't know how I feel about counting that as my first match uh, just because I don't <laughs> feel like, I don't feel like I, you know, Scott Hansen wasn't born yet. Uh, that was just, yeah. you know, that was sort of a feeling out process. Yeah. So uh, last fall, you know, just kept training, kept plugging away. And I'm like, man, I want to be, you know, super, super good at this, uh, mm-hmm. you know, before I even go out. Like, I want to be fully confident. So uh, that eventually led to uh, this past February where uh, Craig informed us. He's like, hey, you know, uh, JJ at Mid-States, he's getting some, uh, getting some television tapings going in February at the uh, fairgrounds. And he's like, hey, are you in? And I'm like, you know, 
man, Harrison's five hours away from me. But I was like, you know what? Like, why not dive in? And yeah. so glad I did. So glad I did. Yeah. So uh, it was the first match uh, that you saw me actually. It was uh, that was my first like real match. Okay. Uh, uh, early February, and I actually I wrestled Burt Cameron. I actually, okay. I, I, I got to wrestle Burt, so it was that was a pretty cool experience. Yeah. I, I now that you said that, that's 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 it. I gotta ask you. For sure. Uh, where did you come up with the the fur coat? Uh, you know your your gimmick, I guess. How did you? What did you come up with this? I got so uh, so the for a while, man. I was like, I don't, I have no idea what my gimmick could be. Like, I remember uh, I, when I was in training, it was uh, it was right when Hook in AEW started to get popular, mm-hmm. and I was and I was enamored with him. Like, it was like one of these things where you know I'm pretty cynical now when it comes to wrestling. I hate to say. Uh, but just seeing that, I was like, oh, like, I like this. And just like the, the MMA Muay Thai shorts, uh, he's got custom Nike air force ones that are like high topped into wrestling boots and just the whole, the whole appearance and appeal and the mystique of it. I was like, okay, like, you know, I could go for the badass sort of fighter thing, but it felt like I was just kind of blatantly ripping something off and it would be inauthentic. And I was like, man, I, I, you know, I got to come up with something a little more spicy, a little more original. And I'm not going to, I don't remember who, so I'm not going to pinpoint one person, but it was, it was either Rex or it was Bert who one night in training was just like handsome Scott Hansen. And I was like, okay, you might be onto something and thought about it. And, uh, one of, one of Craig's trainers, Craig's trainer was actually, was Harley race, handsome Harley race. Yes. And so, I started, I was like, okay, that would be kind of a cool tribute. You know, I'd be paying homage to uh, obviously one of the greats and kind of mm-hmm. like the lineage of my training. Uh, so kind of a nod there. And I'm like, okay, handsome Scott Hansen. I started getting ideas and I remembered. So the, the, the leopard print fur coat, I, I am not joking. I bought like four years ago before I even had wrestling on my mind. And I would literally wear that during the winter. Like going around when I was at Central Methodist, I would wear that to classes. I was on one. It was, I would wear that normally. That's great. So I had, uh, back at that time, I had super long hair. Uh, I had bleached uh, tips in my hair and I would wear a leopard print uh, fur coat around. So you guess, like, I, I guess I was living my gimmick unbeknownst to myself before I even got into wrestling. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I want to say uh, I've heard nothing but great things about Craig. Craig uh, Niles Ponquet, if you will. There you uh, go. Everybody I've had, everybody that I've had on here that has worked in mid states or an associated that's trained with Craig has always said exactly pretty much what you said. He gives you the fundamentals. He treats you with respect. He talks to you like a person. You know, he understands. I, I want to say really the, I guess the psychology of, you know, what a wrestler has to go through to get from, you know, starting, uh, you know, their training to getting into their first match. And, um, and obviously, you know, you guys, all you guys that are, at mid states, I've seen that I've just upstarted. 
I thought you'd been in longer than than just over a little over a year. I mean, that's the truth. And so that says something about you, and it says something about the training that that Craig and and, and his uh, staff do. So, uh, but I always I see so much in you guys, and I'm I'm just so glad that you know it doesn't cost a person an arm and a leg to go see you guys uh, put on a card. And I want to talk about that. So uh, out of, you've been wrestling for about a year. You said you've been up in Denver, Arkansas, Springfield area, Sedalia, all those areas. Is one of your favorite, one of your favorites spots to work? I don't want to say favorite because I don't want to get you in trouble. (laughs) But what's one of your favorite areas probably uh to, to work in for you crowd wise whatever what, what is it for you scott so uh so far uh i've wrestled in uh missouri arkansas iowa kansas nebraska uh minnesota and then i have the colorado and then i've also been in illinois uh okay. but honestly like so far one of i'd say one of the favorites so far has got to be harrison it's yeah. just it's it's the it's the crowd. It's the super old school yeah. crowd. You know, yeah. you you walk into the fairgrounds building and it's got that like smoky atmosphere and you feel like you're yeah. in like the sixties. And you know, they're just they're they're good old folks and yeah. uh they're hardworking uh, you know, blue collar people. And when they see someone come in with a leopard coat and a comb over <laughs> who's smirking at them, uh there's just there's a visceral reaction. Uh, you know, I get that a lot in Springfield, uh a lot of rural communities. Uh, I wrestled in Beatrice, Nebraska, back in uh, back in March uh, for uh, MWA with Brian Blade, and okay. it was a small show at the City Auditorium. There's probably a hundred people there, but whoa, what a crowd! And it's you know yeah. when you think of like okay, these people see wrestling maybe once a year, and you know you don't have to set the world on fire and do a dragon rana from the top rope to get these people to react. Yeah. If anything, they're reacting more to you know to the character aspect of it. And so just getting, you know, getting the more, especially for my gimmick while working heel, uh, getting more blue collar, you know, hardworking, older folks, uh, you know, the down home country folk, you know, they really react. And, you know, I just feed off of it. I feed off of it. Yeah. I I tell you, one of my favorite fans down there is that grandma holster in Harrison. She is, she is a hoot. I tell you. Uh, I know yeah. she's been going through some issues lately with, you know, her husband's medical, but I mean, she is such a hoot and just, it's, it's like some of, these people, some of these people who are in the crowd, like you would almost think if as an outsider, someone just going to that show, you're like, are like, they're They've got to be part of it. Like they've got to be in on it. Yeah. Yeah. Like they've got to be part of it. Yeah. Seriously big characters in real life as yeah. some of the rest are. It's yeah. Astounding. Oh, I love it. Yeah. No, I, I, it's great. No, I think it's, I think it's great down there. I love the Springfield crowd. I mean, I'm living in Springfield, but the, every time I go to a show here or in Harrison, one, it's sold out. And, and, and two is the crowd is always good and into it. They, they, they love their wrestling. They love that mid States. Jason Jones, let's talk about uh, the hardest working man and, and he really he, hey he earned that nickname he's earned yeah. that nickname, man tell me about your experiences with him like were you a little nervous the first time you interacted with him because you know he's a he's a well-known uh, oh. promoter 
I was, I was. So I was actually out of all of our training group. Uh, I was like the last one really to start working. And, uh, you know, I'd heard all these stories about JJ and they're like, man, like, you know, he's, he's, you got to get on his good side and it's, you know, it's not the easiest thing to get on his good side. And I'm like, man, you know, like, I, I really hope I make a good impression. Uh, so the February TV tapings, uh, I went down the first week, drove myself five hours and I didn't have any bookings. You know, JJ was like, Hey buddy, you know, just come show up. You know, I don't have anything for you, but you know, if you know, something happens, you know, you never know what'll happen. Someone can no show injuries. You know, he's like, Hey, just bring your gear and you know, don't have anything for you, but you never know. So I went down there and I remember thinking on the car ride down, I was like, okay, just shut up and listen, don't talk unless you're spoken to. And, you know, smile at everybody and just shut up. Listen, listen. So uh, went down the first week and didn't have didn't have any work for me. Uh, but I believe he did have he had me actually he had me run in uh, and separate a brawl. And uh, in preparation for that, you know, I got all my gear on and, you know, with, you know, with no shirt in my, you know, ring ready condition. Uh, yeah. I think I think I don't know if he noticed or what, but at the end of the night, he goes, hey, you know, got you a spot next week, got you a match. And I was like, man, like awesome. And then 10, 20 minutes later, I figure out, oh, I'm, you know, I'm wrestling Burt Cameron. So I'm like, OK, like, you know, I, I appreciate, you know, I don't know if it was him that did it or what, but I was like, OK, they threw me a bone, you know, uh, gave me a match with someone I'm familiar with. So that gave me a lot of confidence. But still, you know, all those February TV tapings, I'm like, just do whatever he tells you. Yeah. Don't say too, don't say too much. Uh, but I remember the, uh, the match with Bert, my debut, you know, I had the coat and everything and I'm, uh, I'm backstage and he goes, Hey man, you got a mirror or a comb. He's like, you really need to come out and just and milk the whole thing. So the mirror and the comb, that's, that's JJ's idea. And I was like, man, what a killer idea. Like he struck gold yeah. with that. Cause it, it just amplifies it all. And the people eat that up. Oh, way. Yeah. It just yeah. takes the thing to a whole nother level. Yeah, And uh, so just throughout the year, you know, I, I, I let JJ know, I'm like, hey, you know, I really appreciate the opportunity and I really love what Mid-States is all about. I love the talent here. I love the presentation. I can see all the hard work you put into it. Like whenever, you know, whenever you want me on anything, I will be there for you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it seems like each each and every show, you know, not not consistently going up, but, you know, I have some sort of responsibility each show. Mm-hmm. And I think. Uh, you know, I've started to get to the point now where, uh, you know, I think he, he has a certain level of trust in me. Mm-hmm. And uh, the October 7th show in Harrison, uh, you know, I was going down there and I had no clue what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I kind of like that, though. Keeps me on my toes. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, probably a half hour there. He goes, hey, uh, you're in the main tonight. Four way ladder match for the uh, Southern title. And, uh, you know, oh. like, huh? You know, I've, yeah. I've gone from, you know, wrestling, uh, wrestling the headsman in a, you know, four minute match uh, a yeah. couple months ago to now being in the main. And yeah. I was like, okay, you know, you're getting, you're getting something thrown at you, you know, make, make chicken salad out of chicken SHIT, you know? <laughs> so, uh, so I, you know, it was, it was a blast. I, you know, it was, I, I, I hate to say it's my favorite match so far. Uh, but honestly, like, you know, it, it felt like a lot of the stuff that I've been learning and a lot of the uh, mm-hmm. a lot of the time I've been taking is, st- is starting to, you know, starting to chip away at being paid off. And I feel like he, yeah. you know, he he's started to instill a certain level of trust in me. And man, I, I love the guy. He's a gem. He's yeah. a gem. I, I've I've known Jason for just a couple of years, but uh, 
I really got to know him actually uh, not this past uh, trip to Vegas the year before. Mm -hmm. And he is such a good guy, uh, has so much knowledge and he knows so many people. He, yeah, that guy's. He, he knows that he's the, like in the who's who and, and it's great. And I know it's because he works hard. He may, I know he demands a lot of you guys too, but I know he works hard, but he puts on a great card and you guys are such a big part of that. And, uh, Good for you that you're in the main event. And I, you know, I'm excited about, you know, November 11th here in a few weeks here in Springfield. Um, it looks like a, a card, a who's who on the card yourself. Uh, it's, yeah. So you, it's going to, it's going to be a bang up show. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to it. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about with circle back a little bit more now, since you have started wrestling, who has been an opponent or a tag team partner that you've just gelled with that is just like, it's not really work. It's just, you know, it's just, you guys flow well. You guys have that chemistry. You kind of know what you either is going to do before they do it. Something like that. Scott, who is a person or persons that, uh, that click with you? So, uh, actually, you know, there's, there's a few, but, uh, I would say most of all so far, uh, probably dread Roberts. It was, it'd be dread, uh, him and I, you know, he's like six, four, six, five, like he's a big dude. And I'm, he's you know, I'm, only, I'm, I'm around six foot five, 11 hovering there. Uh, <laughs> but him and I, you know, we both have a pretty athletic style and I remember seeing him do stuff in training and I'm like, okay, if he can do it, you know, I think I can. And first time we wrestled was uh, it was uh, at one of the uh, winery shows that uh, Niles puts on. And mm -hmm. we we didn't talk it out before. We talked the finish out. Uh, yeah. But we really just kind of went out there and said, hey, you know, let's just let's do what we do. Do what we've been trained to do. Yeah. Do what we know. And, yeah. you know, boy, like without hardly any effort, we put on, you know, it, I, I hate to call it one of my favorite matches because it was it was just an exhibition. Uh, but, you know, without any effort at all, we put together some great stuff. Uh, yeah. And then recently in uh, New Breed at Making Mayhem, uh, there was a tag match, him and Luke Langley and Bert and I. Mm -hmm. And, you know, working with working with Dread is just easy. He's a big guy that can move well. He sells yeah. great for you. All of he his does. stuff is crisp. And so it's easy. It's easy to sell back. And he's just a guy. He's just he's a smart, intelligent guy. And, you know, yeah. he knows psychology wise because he's got that he's got that Craig training, which, uh, yeah. you know, there there were so many little things that I really never thought about that I would have to know about pro wrestling. And mm -hmm. just, you know, going to training with Craig every night, I'm like, man, like I remember I would have nights where I was like, you know, am I going to be able to handle all this? Yeah. But just with experience working with great people, I would say dread. And then uh, one of the other guys that I would say is pretty easy to work with uh, going back to that tag match is uh, Luke Langley. Yeah. So all, all I've had to work with uh, Luke so far is that tag match. Uh, but him and I were in the ring together for a lot of that. And I've actually, uh, he has, he does uh, some training in Kansas city uh, with mm -hmm. some of the KC guys, uh, the premier uh, Scott Tyler, Mo green. Uh, mm -hmm. But he, uh, he started doing training stuff there. And I'm like, man, like 
it's a Wednesday night. I'm 45 minutes away. Uh, there were times when Craig wouldn't have training. So I'm like, you know what? I'll go down there. And Luke's another one of those guys where, he, man, he's just like Craig. He's a wealth of knowledge. He can talk to anybody. Uh, and, yeah. You know, he makes he makes these things easy. And, uh, you know, I've, I've trained there with him a few times and just getting to know his style more and getting to know how he uh, works a match. Uh, that tag match with him, it was like butter. It was like butter. And yeah, uh, it, 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 he made me look a lot better than than I probably really am. And I just, you know, more power to him. He's he's yeah. a ring general. He was he's a ring general. Yeah, I really enjoy Luke's work when he's in the ring. I had a podcast with him a while back and uh, just so well spoken to as a. Uh, oh, very, very eloquent, very eloquent, <laughs> very eloquent, very well spoken. Yeah. And he's just a, a wealth of knowledge and uh, a great guy, too. So for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I want to ask you about. uh how about your family? What is, I mean, I know you about your dad, but you have a girlfriend. What does she think of all this? Uh, what you're doing now is as far as is she good with it, or is she just do so, what you got to do? So uh, before we started, you know, actually dating, we've been talking, and you know, I told her I was like, you know, I, I really like pro wrestling, and uh, when we first started dating, uh, I was still playing football. Uh, and I told her, I was like, hey, you know, I'm really, really focused on this football stuff. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, I'm going to I'm going to do what it takes to commit myself to that. Uh, you know, if, if you're not OK with it, that's fine. You know, we won't have to go any further. But she's just been a saint through everything. Uh, she'd actually she'd like never seen wrestling at all, had zero frame of reference of it. And she was like, hey, like I remember we were sitting down uh, one day on the couch and she's like, will you show me like wrestling? She's like, I really have no idea what it is. And uh, my go-to match that I always show people who haven't seen pro wrestling is uh, Rey Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero, Halloween Havoc, 1997. And it's just, it's fast-paced, yeah. hard-hitting, yeah. and character-wise, you know, you have the the super, you know, Eddie was jacked at that point, uh, mm -hmm. super cocky baby face. And then you have this tiny guy in a crazy mask who's just working from underneath you know, better than almost anyone in the history of pro wrestling has worked out from underneath. And it told a good story. She's like, okay, I'm hooked. Like that was really cool. Yeah. And so she's been super supportive through all of it. Like yeah. she's actually, she's from Branson. Okay. So uh, her family still lives in Branson. So anytime I have a Springfield show for mid States or a, uh, a Harrison show for mid States, you know, she's always there. Her family comes yeah. rallies around it. Uh, my dad has actually kind of become like my biggest fan in a way. Okay. That's good. But he, he's, always, he's always been super supportive of me. Uh, yeah. Like growing up together, uh, he was always super in, you know, into football and, you know, track when I was running it and just always been my biggest fan. And I think once he started seeing the work that I was putting into pro wrestling, yeah, uh, he started to realize like, okay, you know, he's serious about it. And, you know, I, I would tell him the things that we were learning and you know, we'd watch matches together and I would point certain things out to him. And, yeah. you know, we have nights now where we'll be sitting, you know, in his garage watching YouTube on the big TV, just old matches. Yeah. And yeah. we'll be watching that for hours, just sitting back analyzing it. And so he's yeah. he's really become he's become like my biggest fan in a way, which is really cool to yeah. see. Uh, both my brothers are super stoked that I'm doing it. Uh, yeah. My older brother hasn't been to a show yet. Uh but he's he's really into it. We started actually. We watched Dark Side of the Ring together, okay. and he likes the more, 
behind the scenes aspect of it and just the, yeah. the care associated with it. Like he, he, him and I are big Jim Cornette fans just through okay. dark side of the ring. Yeah, he yeah. saw the personality yeah. and I'm like, yeah, like this guy's serious about wrestling. Like, you know, yeah. he's, he's about it. He's a lifer. So, yeah. uh, can't wait to get him to a show. And, you know, I, everyone's just been super supportive. I haven't had any pushback and I, you know, I can't be thankful enough for all my family and friends. Well, that's, that's great. I'm glad to hear that. Um, you talk about being a closet fan. When I was a kid, I was a closet fan. Had to be. This was in the, you know, 80s. Yeah. And, <laughs> until Hogan came around. And then all of a sudden it was cool. Yeah. And, uh, exactly. and then, yeah, and then you're like, oh. And then, you know, I could, yeah, I'm a wrestling fan, you know. And, and uh, so I, I understand that. But, yeah. Uh, you know, you guys, you guys are doing great. I am so looking forward to this show here coming up in a couple of weeks. I'm, I already got my tickets because I know every time, every time, if I don't, I've had tickets, but I see people lined up there at that uh, relic yeah. center, and you can't get in if they don't have a ticket. Exactly. And, uh, that says something right there. Man, honestly. Go ahead. It's just, it's, it's JJ. He's, you know, he, he really is the hardest working man, you know, and he's one of those guys where you see all the work he puts in and it, it goes back on, on you, you know, it inspires and it inspires you. And you're like, man, like if he's working that hard, like I really need to step my game up as well. And just yeah. seeing all the, you know, all the blood, sweat and tears that he puts into it literally, yeah. uh, yeah. you know, it, you're just, it inspires you and it makes you think like, okay, you know, this guy's on this level. I want to get on that level someday. So, I mean, it's, he's, he's seriously, he's the best and, you know, all the work that he's put in is paying off and it's what, you know, that's why Mid-States yeah. is sold out every show. Yeah, no doubt in my mind. One more question, actually two. One is if people want to follow you or reach out to you on social media, uh, what, you know, Facebook, Twitter. For sure. Uh, so uh, I probably use, I would say I use Facebook and Instagram the most. Uh, okay. my Facebook, Facebook is just Scott Hansen. Uh, okay. my, uh, Instagram is at the Scott Hansen, uh, T H E H E E S E O T T H A N S E N. So okay. the, Scott and, uh, I do, I do have Twitter. Uh, it's at Scott Hansen 33. Uh, so it's okay. I, I, it's actually it's kind of a bizarre. My Twitter situation is kind of bizarre because uh, I also coach uh, high school football. And, okay. <laughs> uh, high school football players are super active on Twitter, and my foot my Twitter has kind of become like a page for like coaching and pro wrestling. So it's gotcha. a really it's a really odd dichotomy of like what I'm seeing on Twitter and the people who are following yeah. me. Uh, and this past summer, uh, all the football players found out that I'm a pro wrestler. And so they, they all just, they're constantly always, you know, are giving me banter about that. And they, they know now and they're like, man, like we, we got to come see you at a show. And, yeah. you know, ho hopefully I get a few wrestling fans out of it. You know, hopefully they start yeah. realizing that you know, wrestling is actually pretty cool. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that, that, that's my show, social media situation. All right. I will, I'm going to put that in the uh, description. For sure. Thank you. Thank you. Of course. And one more question, merchandise. You sell stuff at uh, the shows? Correct. T-shirts? Yeah, okay. Uh, correct. So, so far, uh, I just have – I have one T-shirt out. Uh, I have 
the uh ah, i like it and then back it's got uh the hansen uh, i so like it is, these are the uh t-shirts i currently have for sale uh thinking about getting new ones so far uh i'm in the process of getting uh like eight by ten glossy photos i'm um, getting that yes. worked on and okay. uh right now right now it's just the shirts which you know i was really happy with that design uh yeah that's cool i like it of them and just kind of going, you know, back to my, you know, sports background, I've always been obsessed with sports uh, and getting to intertwine that with uh, wrestling merchandise. I went for the, you know, the yeah. jersey. Uh, and, yeah. you know, I, I, I think they're cool, but, you know, oh yeah, what, what does that mean at the end of the day? Uh, yeah, I, I sell shirts at all my shows. Uh, yeah. Got sizes left. So, yeah, anybody who wants to buy one of those, I don't, I'm not on pro wrestling tees yet. Uh I want to be, and I will be eventually. But uh, yeah. one of the things that that I've, one of the other things I've found out since I started working, is like, mm -hmm. man, you know, one of the other parts of it is merchandise. It's it takes yeah. so much effort and a lot of work and a lot of thinking. Uh, mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm getting that getting the wrestling side down, or at least trying yeah. to. Uh, yeah. And then, you know, now I got to get the merchandise thing down. So, look, yeah. within the next year, you're definitely going to have a lot more. Uh, eventually, I want to do uh, trading cards. Cool. So hopefully in the talk future to, I'm gonna have a lot more. Talk to JJ. He's got a lot of merch. Ex yeah, that guy. Do. I mean, he's got barbecue sauce and all kinds of stuff. Genius. He's a genius. <laughs> he is. He really he is. is. That guy knows how to market. He does. Ladies and gentlemen, handsome Scott Hansen. Thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. It's been a, a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much. I couldn't be happier. I appreciate the opportunity greatly. Oh, you're my pleasure. And folks, if you see his name on the marquee or on a social media for a pro wrestling show, go out and support these guys. They're out there busting their tails. And they're out, you know, their shows don't cost an arm and a leg like, you know, the big three. These are like $15, $20 to get in. Their merch is $20, $25 for a t shirt. And, yep. You know, five ten dollars for a photo that they'll sign for you. It's not an extra twenty for the signature. They'll take a picture with you, no problem. Won't charge it an arm and a leg. So, go out and support these guys, Scott. Thanks one more time for coming on. I really appreciate hey, it, sir. Thank you, thank you. You have All a good right. one. All right, folks. If you're watching, thank you. If you're listening, thank you. And if you haven't subscribed, please do so, and we will talk to you soon. Hey, this is Total Package, Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. VOC Nation's own Stroh Maestro suffered a major medical and financial catastrophe this year. From the VOC Nation family, to all of you, please continue to pray for Stroh Maestro for his continued recovery. You can also donate to his cause, paypal.me slash the worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you are Ray there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then we uh, got pregnant. I didn't get pregnant either. 
Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Yo, this is Jerry Stein of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. You get ready to get nasty? Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts, and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hick, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. Archive-free content includes past interviews with huge names like Paul Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter at VOCNation. Phil After has been in the pro wrestling business for over 50 years. Hey, Tony here with uh, Arn Anderson. Arn, first of all, your height and weight. 6'1", 255. And now subscribers to VOC Nation Premium get exclusive access to Bill After's archived audio footage. And uh, where's your hometown? Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay, and uh, give us something about your back. First of all, your relationship to Ole Anderson. Ole is my Subscription to VOC Nation Premium starts at just $3 a month and includes commercial-free audio and video versions of our top podcasts. Okay, we're speaking here with uh, the manager of the World Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, Tarzan Tyler and Luke Graham, and he's uh, he's sort of glowing tonight about a new prospect we haven't heard of yet. And for just $9 a month, Aptor's archives are all yours. Uh, would you tell us who this new prospect well, is? Well, I'll tell you, Bill, I've searched the world, and I finally <laughs> found a true world champion. I finally found... Well, what's your opinion of uh, Ivan Koloff winning the title from Bruno San Martino? Well, I think, uh, I don't know what to say, but I, I want to say one thing. Bruno was an early champion. You know? Hear exclusive interviews with the greatest performers of all time. Please go after, and once again, we're speaking here with Bruno San Martino. Bruno, first of all, how did you and Bruiser lose that title to the Valiant? Well, actually, it, it was uh, uh, a very unusual loss, if you want to call it the loss. Did have anything to do? Well, yes, but the whole thing is this, if you rules, as I always understood them, wanted to, the title could only be lost by pin or, or submission, which is the same rules as uh, my title, the World Wrestling Federation. That night, uh, it was... To sign up, it's very simple. Head to premium.vocnation.com or go to patreon.com slash vocnation. VOC Nation takes you behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Name.